It is because of Him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God. Proverbs talks continually about seek wisdom above all else. Seek wisdom above all else. If you have to sell everything, seek wisdom. Jesus is your wisdom. And the scripture says He is your righteousness and your holiness and He is redemption. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Lord, use our mouths. Use our hearts, Lord Jesus. We are a surrendered body. We are surrendered to what you want to do, Lord Jesus. We're not interested in our own pursuits. We're just not interested in that anymore. We're interested in what you have for us. We are ambassadors for Christ Jesus. Ambassadors. Romans 10, 14. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? How can they hear without someone preaching to them or someone simply telling them about who Jesus is? Telling him that he loves them. Telling him, telling them that Jesus died and purchased their lives for, for them to be able to know his grace and his mercy. Praise Jesus. I want to take communion at the beginning here. We could pass out the communion cups. Praise you, Jesus. Lord, we flow in the things that you have for us. We flow in the truth. We flow in the truth of your word, undaunted. We flow, Lord Jesus. We flow. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you flow without any hindrance whatsoever. Without any hindrance. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. We lift up your holy name. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for newness of life. That when we partake of this, when we partake of the body and the blood, we remember we remember from all those things that we've been redeemed. We remember that you were beaten and bruised so that we could know the heart of the Father. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. I'm not sure if we have any new people here today, but if we do, we have open communion. there's anyone in here that doesn't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, anyone listening online, Jesus loves you. Jesus has purchased your life on the cross. 
Accept Him as your Savior. Accept Him. Receive Him. He's washed you clean. He's made you whole. Christ died for all. The Scripture says, Christ died for all. That means that every single person that has ever existed, and still for those who are to be born, and for those who are present, Jesus died for every single person. And there is available to every single person an exchange. One life for another. My life for His. So receive Him today. Lord Jesus, I accept You in my heart. I receive You into my life. Call the shots, Lord Jesus. I'm done living for self. I want to live for You, Lord Jesus. I want to live for You. In Jesus' name, amen. So we take the body. We believe that it heals our very body. It touches every element of our being. Every element. There's not one element of who you are that's missed by this. Sorry. <laughs> There's not one element of who you are that is missed by this. It touches every aspect of your being. Healing you. Restoring you. Making you like Jesus here on earth. So we receive the body. We receive it as wisdom. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Freely you have received. Freely you will give. The body, the blood spilt. Because it was spilt, the work is finished. The work is finished. The law was fulfilled. The righteous requirement of the law was fulfilled. That I, that you would be the righteousness of Jesus Christ. The righteousness. We praise you, Lord. We receive the blood with thankful hearts, Lord Jesus. Remembering what you did. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise you, Lord. Thank you so much. Thank you. Praise you, Lord. Just going to continue. Second Corinthians 5:14. For Christ's love compels us, because that we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. For every single person, there isn't one person that Jesus thought, I'm not going to die for that person. 
every single person. Every single person. Think about all the people that have hurt you. Think about all the people who've mistreated you. Think about all the people that have abused you in the past. Jesus died for that very person. Jesus gave his life for that very person. What love. What love. That you would die for your enemies, Lord Jesus. That you would die for those who beat you. That you would die for those who spat in your face and who ultimately crucified you and mocked you on the cross. And on that cross, Jesus cried out, It is finished. The work is finished. We dwell in a finished work, in the realm of the finished. For everything, everything in the Word is ours as children of God. Everything in the Word, every promise is ours. We are fully equipped for the advancement of the gospel. We are equipped, beloved, for the end times. This is time when the church will shine out the brightest because all the fullness of Jesus has been given to the church. All of it. Nothing missing. Nothing missing whatsoever. Luke 21, verse 25 through 28. There will be signs in the sun and moon and stars and on the earth dismay among the nations. Doesn't that sound like today? Every single nation talking about nuclear war, talking about war, talk, rumors of war, bewildered by the roaring of the sea and the surging of the waves, men will faint from fear and anxiety over what is coming upon the earth, but not the children of God. Not the children of God. For the powers of heaven will be shaken at the time they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to happen, stand up, lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. I got to be honest with you. When I hear about the, the continual things in the news, it's rapidly accelerating. It's rapidly accelerating. 
And I don't rejoice in the fact that people are suffering. You guys know my heart. I rejoice in the reality that Jesus is very, very close. He is very, very close. And that gets me excited about sharing the gospel with anybody that I encounter out there in the world. Spreading the good news because I've got nothing else in this world to live for but Jesus. There is only one who I want to live for, and that is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. We are persuaded that the anointing, the empowering of God, the power of God rests upon us believers. We are persuaded that miracles will accompany them that believe. We believe that. Philippians 1.6. Philippians 1.6. Praise you, Jesus. Philippians 1.6. I am sure of this, persuaded, convinced, confident, I'm reading the Amplified, of this very thing. That he who began a good work in you will continue to perfect and complete it until the day of Jesus Christ, the time of his return. You, child of God, who are yielded, submitting to God, he's going to complete the work in you. Because you are his workmanship. We have confidence in the workmanship of Jesus Christ. It's a joy, overwhelming joy to know that when Christ first formed each and every one of us, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through him. Jesus is not just the alpha, the beginning. He, he declared that he is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. Jesus is my alpha and omega. He was the cause of your beginning, and He will be there at the end, welcoming you. He never starts working on someone, and then just gives up on them, and then abandons them. That's not Jesus. That's not, what, that's how, that's not how Jesus is. Think about when Eve, Adam and Eve, disobeyed God. What did Jesus, what did God do? He sent His Son. Jesus was willing to be sent. There was a, play, there was a, a plan in, put in place for redemption, for those to be saved from their sins. So God didn't wipe His hands of the world, leaving it forever lost. He promised, I will never forsake you. So allow Him to perfect the work in your heart, all you need to do is bring Christ a submitted heart. Yield. Be moldable. Be moldable. Isaiah 64, 8. Praise you, Lord. Sorry. 
Isaiah 64, 8. I'm reading in the New Living Translation. And yet, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay. You are the potter. We are all formed by your hand. As an artist would approve of their piece of work, their artwork, they would place a signature signifying the, the pride that they have in it, the joy, the finality of the piece of artwork. So too is Christ pleased to have his name written on the tablet of your heart. I want to read this lyric from this song called God's Song. It's by Hillsong United. It says, the author of it all. Consume these pages as you choose. Because if you signed your name upon my heart the way that authors always do, then you must be proud to call me yours, and I must be made for loving you. See your life through the lens of love, beloved. Jesus is on every page of this word. Dwell in the realm of the finished. He called the work finished on the cross. Let him live the finished work in your heart. In the realm of the finished work, you are already healed. You are already prosperous. You already have the provision. You already have it all in the Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever it may be, you have it now. You just need to step out in faith and take hold of it and reign. Reign in Jesus Christ. Reign and rule with the authority Christ has given you. There is no lying serpent that's going to lie to me to tell me that I'm unworthy that I'm too messed up, that I've fallen too short, that I'm too far gone, that I've made too many mistakes, that I'm not going to be able to make it, that I've fallen short. No. No serpent that's going to speak to me about my identity. My identity is settled in Christ Jesus. It's settled. The devil is pitiful. He is pitiful. We know the devil's schemes. They're pathetic. John 8, 44, NIV. He, the devil, was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth because he fell from heaven like lightning. For there is no truth in him. When he, when he lies, when he speaks to you, whenever he comes to you with lies about your identity, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. As a child of the risen king, we operate in the truth, in the realm of heaven, in the realm of how God sees us, in the realm of the finished work where every single promise in God's precious word is yes and amen in our Savior. 2 Corinthians 1.20 
2 Corinthians 2 Corinthians 1.20. For all, say all, all of God's promises have been fulfilled. Say fulfilled. In Christ with a resounding yes. And through Christ, our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for His glory. We glorify God when we say yes, when we say amen, when we agree, when we no longer argue with the truth, that we accept the completed work. There's no lack in heaven, so there's no lack here where I am. I choose to settle that in my mind, to settle that in my heart. There's simply no lack here. No lack. The serpent lied to Eve. Did God really say? He tried to bring lack. He tried to bring doubt. He tried to bring questioning of God's heart towards her. He tried to bring fear, uncertainty into that garden. He tried to get Eve to question God's heart, to get her to question her relationship, her standing, even her future. Listen here. My God says that I am and you are prosperous. My God says that I am loved. My God says that I am healed. From the top of my head to the soles of my feet, I am healed. I am healed. I command every single part of my body that's not listening to this word. Listen! You are healed in Jesus' mighty name. You will bow to the name of Yeshua. You will fall into line with what God says. That by His stripes I have been healed. By His stripes. Not by the medicine, not by what the doctors say, not by the wisdom of man, but by the beatings, by the bruisings, by the blood that was spilt by that, I am restored. I am made whole. By that blood, by that sacrifice, I am healed. Romans 6.13 Romans 6.13 I'm reading in the Amplified. Praise you, Jesus. But offer yourselves to God in a decisive act. I am determined every day to offer myself to God as those alive 
I said, as those alive, raised from the dead to a new life, and your members, all your abilities, all those giftings, all those talents, they're not by mistake. They're not by mistake. They've been given to you by God, sanctified, set apart. You are an instrument of righteousness, yielded to God. You are an instrument of righteousness, beloved, sent out for a time such as this. What a privilege. What a privilege. What an amazing time to be alive because the ground out there is fertile. It's ready for planting of seed. Land or soil that is fertile is able to support the growth of a large number of strong, healthy plants. So, people are starving for this good news, for the gospel. They're starving for it. They are spiritually skinny, malnourished. And this is nourishment for them. This is life. The world is searching and searching. I know this because not only does the Word tell me, but that's what I was doing before I knew Christ. Searching and searching. The world falling apart because all of those idols of the world have failed them and left them empty. Reach out. Reach out. I said reach out with all the giftings, the talents, that you've given to God, reach out. Reach out with the anointing. Reach out with the love of God. Reach out to those around you. Edify those around you. The yoke, the, the anointing that resides in you and upon you is yoke-destroying, burden-removing power. Use it. Use it. Use it. Use it. I have found, personally, when you vocalize your faith to those around you, it becomes easier and easier. Because once, the thing that was once holding your back, fear, once that's breached by the love of God, it cannot be rebuilt. It cannot be rebuilt. Fear no longer has any say. The love of God in me is what is going to speak through me. The love of God. Once the walls holding you back from sharing your faith are breached, they can't be rebuilt. I picture it like a balloon holding water. It seems so strong. You know, it's holding water. And, but once you take a needle and prick that balloon, it breaks apart and the waters flow out. Fear is not going to hold us back. 
We live for Jesus. Because greater is he who is in you than any demon that is in this world. Live it out. Live out the love. If you are in Christ, there is an anointing for every day, every moment, every situation, wherever you find yourself, the anointing follows. Wherever you go, God's with you. Whoever you encounter, God is empowering you to love them with the love with which he loved you, the acceptance with which he has accepted you with, the anointing is in you, flowing through you, upon you, with you, holding you up, surrounding you. You carry the presence of God. You carry the presence wherever you go. Psalm 127, 3 through 5. Psalm 127, verse 3 through 5. Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from Him. Children born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's hands. How joyful is the man whose quiver, the apparatus on his back that's carrying all the arrows. How joyful is the man whose quiver is full of them. He will not be put to shame when he confronts his accusers at the city gate. Listen, as a member of the family of God, as a child, as a beloved child, you are a sharp arrow of righteousness in the quiver of your heavenly Father. You've been sent out with power. You've been sent out with authority. You've been sent out with the Lord Jesus Christ to demonstrate to those around you that Jesus is alive. Jesus is the living King. He is the living Hope sent out to confront the enemy, to resist him. All we need to do is stand firm in the Lord. Stand firm in the blood that was spilt. Stand firm in the work that was accomplished. I behold it in my life, in my body, in my mind, in my relationships, in my home, in my work. No matter what. Christ has provided me an answer. Since he's provided an answer, I will enforce it. As an arrow is intended for a pinpointed target, sharp and accurate, when you allow the truth to mold you into the image of Jesus Christ, you'll know exactly what to say and how to say it and where to say it, and how to say it wherever you are. Because the Holy Spirit will give you utterance. The Holy Spirit will give you the words to say. 2 Corinthians one twenty one. 
It is God who makes both us stand firm in Christ. He's the one empowering us, giving us the the desire to serve him. He gives us that desire. He's the one who is uh, acting in our hearts, causing us to move into action, giving action to our faith. He has anointed us. Christ has given each and every one of you here authority in his very name. The enemy is going to try to lie to you, to get you to shrink back from boldness, to shrink back where it's comfortable. But that's not where you were meant to be. You were meant to be out in a position of authority, declaring the name that is above every name, declaring the truth, Declaring to everyone who would listen that there is a Savior and that He loves them. So don't shrink back. Step out further and further into the deep with your Savior. Step out further and further. Allow Christ to launch you out into the deep. As Christ called Peter out, he called him out. That's the place of selflessness. That's the place of Christ living. Living for Christ because my life has been hidden with Christ, the Scripture says. My life has been hidden with Christ. And when Christ appears, my life will appear. Jesus is my very life. I am meant to be with my Savior. Christ-centered life here. Praise you, Lord. The longer I have lived, each day when I wake up, I'm continually changed and molded by this realization of why I actually wake up. It is not to fulfill my own dreams. It's not to get a paycheck. Are you listening to me? It's not to acquire more things or gain status here in this world. It's to live for Him. I have realized with each passing day, this world does not revolve around me. That's, that's a relief. Because a lot of times we try to control things and fix things and get things to line up, but things are, when you're submitted, lined up already in His Word, perfected. It's all about Him. In the deep where nothing is held back. As Peter stepped out into the water, Jesus made Peter to operate in a dimension higher than the dimension that he was currently knowing 
or currently operating in according to the laws of this world. The enemy will try to get you to remember certain memories, painful memories of quote-unquote failures or will try to, rem- try to get you to remember certain pains from your past of abuse or try to get you to shrink back. I say all this because we're meant to be out there with Jesus. We're meant to be outside of the boat with him. We're, we're meant to be out there where we're in relationship with him, where he's literally speaking to us face to face. And we're not in a boat saying, what? I, I can't really hear you. Jesus calls us out into the deep with him. You can all picture what Peter may have been feeling when he was out on the water. Whoa. No, Peter. You're worthy to be out there. And each and every one of you, by the blood of Jesus, by the blood of Yeshua, are worthy to be out there. Jesus has made you worthy. So I say to you, press in and exercise that authority today in every area of your life. In every single area. In every single area. I will step out by faith with what God has deposited on the inside of me. I'm not going to keep it quenched. I'm not going to use it just to get through the day. I'm going to use the anointing and the power for His purpose. I'm not just trying to get through the day. A lot of times, the enemy lies to me that that's what I need to just get through the day. But I have been endued with power from on high. I've been given the anointing. I've been given the love of Christ. I've been given relationship so that I can live a redeemed life. So that I can be a walking representative of Jesus Christ. That's what I want. I want people, when they see me, to simply see Jesus. That's all I want you to see. I don't want you to see Brian. I want you to see Jesus. I don't want you to see what uh, Brian's complaining about or what Brian has to say or what, you know, oh, uh, you know, uh, Brian, you know, this or Brian. No, I don't want any of that. I want what Jesus has to say through me. I want what Jesus has to say through my life. Speak through me. Speak through us, Lord Jesus. Speak through our lives. The ministry of reconciliation. I will no longer allow the enemy to weigh me down with self. I'm loved. I'm in Christ. And nothing can take that away from me. 1 Corinthians 3, 6 through 8. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. 
I planted the seed in your hearts, Paul speaking, and Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. The one who plants and the one who waters work together, work together. There may be some things that fall under planting. There may be some things that fall under watering. But they both work together for the same purpose. Both will be rewarded for their own hard work. We see growth as a gift from God. As planters and waterers, that's what we are. It's a relief to know it's not up to us for the growth. It's not up to us for the growth. We count on God for that. We look to God for that. And we believe we have it. Because God is supreme. God is overall. He knows exactly where to send you. Your exact locations, no mistake. The goal of our planting and watering in the hearts of man is to connect a person to the source. The source being Jesus. Remember what we did in the parade? I got to tell you, that was so much fun. I had an absolutely awesome time. We were planting and watering, beloved. We were planting and watering. We were sharing the love of God. And what does God do? What does God do? Causes the increase. And we praise you for that, Lord. We praise you, Lord Jesus, for causing the increase. Therefore, we will never grow weary. We will never grow discouraged because we know our part and we know that you are faithful to perform your part to cause it to grow. So we praise you for that, Lord Jesus. We praise you that you are good, that you're faithful to your word, we praise you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for choosing us, Lord, to share your love. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for showing us your word, showing us the truth. It is for freedom that you have been set free. Freedom. We reign in freedom. We reign in the truth. Help us, Lord Jesus, to know which areas that we can step out more into. As we lie in our beds tonight, speak to our hearts, Lord Jesus. Show us the areas where 
Speak to us where there are people in our lives who may be hurting. Give us utterance, Lord Jesus, to minister exactly what they need to hear at that very moment. Whether it's planting or watering, we are committed to both. We're committed to doing and spreading the gospel. We're committed to your heart. We're committed to who you are. We will hold out. Jesus called himself the bread of life. We will hold out the bread of life to those around us. Feeding the beloved of God is about connecting them to the source of life. I am the bread of life, Jesus said. Whenever we testify to the reality of Jesus in our lives, the bread of life is held out to others around us. We feed Christ's sheep. But Jesus also desires us to express His presence in this world. The Lord has given us a commission. Peter is sent to people. His love for Jesus is to actively touch the lives of men, of the men and women He meets. As we consider what it means to feed Christ's lamb and tend to His sheep, let us ponder who we are called to minister to. Who are the men and women in our own personal lives who may benefit from a deeper relationship with Christ? If no one comes to mind immediately, we can ask the Lord to reveal to us a particular person with whom we can express Christ's love. After all, this was Jesus' call to Peter. And it is His call to all of us as well. We are called to bear Christ's presence in this world. To make His love, His grace, in which we live in, in which we live in, known in people's lives. To make His presence known, experienced, and felt like to close with this scripture, Matthew 5, 16. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your Heavenly Father. Amen. So Lord Jesus, we ask, Lord, one simple thing today. Use us. We rest in your wisdom that you have a plan for us. For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. So we rest in knowing, Lord Jesus, that you have a perfect plan for us to walk in. We want your perfect will, Lord Jesus. We want your way. So I ask, Lord Jesus, that you would 
Use us. And every day, help us to be submitted, moldable, like clay to a potter. And we say this in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for using us, Lord. What a privilege. What a privilege to be used by you, Lord Jesus. And we thank you. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. And at this time, I'd like to take the tithe and offering. Praise you, Jesus. It is a joy to give. It's a privilege. It's an honor. We have a new mindset. We have the mind of Christ. It's no longer a poverty mindset that we used to have. We have a kingdom mindset. As God gives more and more provision, we release more and more unto Him. We give Him more and more because He's worthy. Kingdom living is not stingy. It, it is radically generous. It doesn't know how to be stingy. Today, we call the tithes and offerings blessed. We call them multiplied in Jesus' name, doing exactly what Christ Jesus purposes. I speak a hundredfold return on all your giving today. Increase our supply, Lord Jesus.